0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Cold Strong Power Podcast. Again, if you are here on this fine Thursday, I have a guest for you, a young and up-and-coming powerlifter uh, who's got one hell of a bench press from across the ponds, uh, Sam Drozdig, uh
1: from U- the
0: UK. Thank you for being here, Sam.
1: Thanks for having me on. Just uh, grateful to be here.
0: Yeah, this is awesome. Uh, so you're 22 years old. Uh, I know you just benched 585 raw. Yep. And that gives you the biggest raw bench in the junior division in the entire
1: UK. That's one hell of an
0: accomplishment.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've uh, I've actually held that record for just over a year now, back when I did 247.5 kilo, which is 545. So you, Um, you, you broke your own record then. Yeah, I broke it a couple times.
0: Couple times, hell yeah, that's awesome. So you've been the biggest uh, junior bencher over there for over a year. You said, yeah, just over a year now. That's pretty badass, man. I don't think uh, I don't think you're in danger of losing that title. Uh, well, you know, I still,
1: got, I still got a year and a half or so as well. So we're still trying to up it. So you
0: turn 23 in six months, give or take. Yeah, end
1: of June. End of June. End of June. Oh wow,
0: yeah, you've got you've got some damn long time um so just for our audience for our audience just uh give us a little bit of information about yourself i already mentioned that you're 22 uh exactly kind of where you're from uh where you get your lifts in and uh do you have a coach just things of that nature
1: yeah so um from around mid-uk what place uh, west midlands is what is called to us that around here um birmingham south just outside south birmingham um yeah, I travel over to a place called Warwick, though, to train, which is about half an hour away, um, just simply because it has the best kit for powerlifting around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the gym's, been, the gym's been set up for powerlifting from day one. So, you know, it's worth, it's worth the journey every day. You know, I train four days a week, uh, make it over there four times a week. And, yeah, you know, it's the atmosphere, though, as well. At, um, at the gym, it's called Barbell Training Complex. Um, it's the atmosphere. You know, it's more like it's more like a family. Everyone wants to see everyone do well. You know, everyone's everyone's always pushing each other, no matter what your lifts, whether it's your first day or you've been there since day one. You know, everyone's pushing each other. It's the right environment. That's awesome, bud. Um <coughs> Yeah, and um, it's actually my coach that owns the gym as well um, with someone else. So my coach, Elliot Page, he owns it with a with another chap called uh, Pete Grove. And um yeah, I mean they're you know two great guys. Obviously Elliot's my coach, he's an equipped lifter, um thousand and twenty-two point five total. Um he's been my coach since back in Feb when I first joined that gym. I uh yeah, I remember I start, I went there and um I was struggling. I just i just done the two forty-seven point five in a couple of months before. And um I went there and I said to him, I said, I just I need help. I don't know where to go next, you know. I'd been, I'd been training as smart as I could and wasn't quite sure where to go next. Went there, and he said straight away, he'll take me on. And, yeah, we've been going ever since. You know, 17.5 kilo we've added to my bench since.
0: <laughs> that's – that's uh, I wish I could do that. <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> awesome. Uh, you're 22. Yeah. Um, uh, how long have you been lifting weights, period? How, how early um, did you
1: start? Since I was 16. Just after turning 16, I – uh. First joined a gym with my mate Ben. We uh, just went to a commercial gym, you know, just we'd just get on all the machines and see how much we could do on all the machines. And, you know, it was after a month and I just fell in love with it, I guess. You know, it was uh, just an escape from everything. I've always been been someone with an addictive personality. When I find something I like, I have to stick to it. I have to do it. Yeah,
0: I think we're speaking the same language.
1: Yeah, and so I feel... When I was younger, I think it was gaming. And I started to come away from that. Found the gym. And yeah, I was training commercial gyms for three years. Not really, not really any direction other than I want to get big. Mm-hmm. You know, I was um I was 76 kilo when I joined when I first joined the gym, which is what, um, 170 pounds, 160 pounds. Yeah, I think that's right. And um, you know, after three years I was I was about two twenty pounds, hundred kilo. And um, I was, you know, I was starting to get a bit strong. I was, I was going in of with a mindset of if something doesn't hurt, I'm training it today. You know what we what we over here would call training like a gym bro. I don't know what the term would be in America, but
0: no, I think you're, you're, yeah, no, that's what we
1: call it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's just if my pecs weren't hurting, I was benching. There you go. Right, but you know, just with the goal of I want to get big and I want to get strong, not having a clue what powerlifting is yet, until until I joined a bodybuilding gym um, probably about three years ago and a year into, into training there, I was benching. I benched 200 kilo in the gym, right, 440 pounds. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was, what, 19, just turning 20, I think. Mm-hmm. And someone in there called uh, Mike, he's a good powerlifter. He said to me, he just said to me one day, you know, for your age, you know, you're really strong and why don't you do a powerlifting meet? And I'm like, what's that? You know, I mean, I said, what's powerlifting? What do you mean, do a meet? And uh, anyway, I started looking at records and all this. And, you know, for the local, one of the local federations for me, the record was, I think it was 202.5. And um, I remember I just joined, I joined the meet three weeks later, I think. And um, I remember I went 180, 205, took the record, went 220. And they allowed fourth attempts for a, for a record attempt. Correct. record I uh, tried 230 which is just over 500 pounds failed that but you know i'll come out with what four eight five pounds right at 19 years old yeah just at 20 actually just turned 20 oh, 20. 20 years old yeah. sorry yeah that's pre- that's pretty badass
0: uh I, I had a similar situation yeah at 14 years old uh for my first four years doing exactly what you just described which is which is eerie 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 eerily similar. Um, literally just going in each week was different because as long as my pecs were sore, I would only I'd wait three days and do them again if my shoulder you know I did the exact same thing just trying to get as big and strong as possible um, until I discovered there's two routes so you can go as big as you possibly can and that's your goal or be as strong as you possibly can Um, and I started competing at 18. Uh, I did something different however I went the equipped route which is where i'm at now so you got a nice you got a nice early start on your raw um so you started lifting at 16 so after six years of lifting period yep. you're at a 585 competition raw yep. bench press and it was a beautiful lift by the way i wanted to tell you that thank you, thank you. um so being over in the uk uh what kind of over here we have Predominantly, what seems to be really popular is the conjugate method, the West Side Barbell, the oh, all yeah. the conjugate, conjugate, conjugate. It's so popular. So, what, what kind of programming do you do uh, to attain your big lifts?
1: Um, it's, I'd say, it's a mix of you know linear periodation, periodization, and um, and some conjugate methods thrown in. Um, okay. You know, standard is you know we do four week blocks. Um, different variations every block. For me, it's set out at the moment as volume day on bench, shoulder day, squat day, and a heavy bench day. I got but you. Each block, my volume will change variation, my heavy will change variation. Um, but it's always something that's hitting weaknesses. You know, for me, my lockout, bands, <clears throat> chains, boards, it's always changing, pin presses. Um, but yeah, I, treat, I think for the last six months or so, six, seven months, my heavy bench day has just been hold 500 pounds in your hand
0: mm-hmm. every
1: session, no matter what, whether it's a board or bands, chains, you know, keep that heavy weight. And then the volume day, really just, you know, get the fatigue and with, you know, get your triceps to failure, you know, get your lats sore. Yeah. That kind of thing.
0: That's great. That sounds, yeah, that's, that sounds very conjugate. I like I do the only part of the conjugate that I uh, put into my own training is the rotation yeah. of the uh, max effort movements, uh, keeping things different, obviously, just keeping the body guessing, which is pretty general. Uh, but I don't, I don't, bands and chains, that's interesting. Uh, Cause I,
1: it's very much like a straight lifter, right, right, aren't Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like either one of those. <laughs> uh, so I like, I like hearing the different ways. Uh, the people are getting these big lifts so you're you're Mm -hmm. you do you do delve into conjugate a little bit it sounds like or or a lot um okay that's very popular over here as well um so obviously you're a rock predator uh have you delved into equipped in any way shape or form
1: um i put a shirt on once ah single yeah single flight in the rage x i believe
0: okay okay
1: um yeah, I failed. Uh, I failed two sixty in it. That's five uh, six hundred and. Oh, you know, it's five five seven five or something. Okay, okay. Um, my, my kilos are on. I couldn't. I couldn't get my lats down to where they need to be. I couldn't get my. Couldn't get my belly off. Okay. Know, I'm, a very, I'm a close grip, ballistic style bencher. Yeah. So straight away, putting a shot, I'm bringing bringing my grip out a few fingers. Mm-hmm. Straight away was weird. Yes. And it was just, you know, the, tight, the tightness of the shirt, trying to get my lats down where they need to be and put my belly up at the same time, getting my getting my legs turned on. It was just, you know, it was just so alien. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I just, I tell people it's almost,
0: almost like a different sport. Mm. It almost is uh, because it, it, because it is so different. And I, respect both sides uh both sides have their own challenges Uh, raw and equipped both have their own challenges i just enjoy equipped more you know if i was gonna go raw it'd be for me not because internet people are telling me i should because i don't do this sport to please anybody else but myself um so you just got your big bench that was a, a really big push again people that's a 585 raw at 22 years old uh what weight class were you I, I i missed that
1: um super heavyweight i weighed in at 144 kilo which is 315 i think we weigh the exact
0: same man that's awesome yeah. right now how about, how tall are you i guess since i'll make the comparison six foot one six foot <laughs> one okay i've got you by like seven or eight inches short but <laughs> 315 i we weigh the same brother that's awesome nice one <laughs> Not, perfect
1: weight but, for benching. Uh, what's that? The perfect weight for benching, then.
0: Perfect weight. That's exactly it. I've, I've tried very hard to get this heavy. Yeah. Um, it's been Probably. a struggle. Yeah. It's only temporary, though. I can't say this heavy for long. Um, so your current... What are your, I guess, we'll, we'll say your short-term goals, say within a year, and Then, what would be uh, a lifetime or a long-term goal, say like over a decade?
1: Okay. that's That's an easy one because... The uk all-time record board is what is two is two seven ten pounds i think oh so five oh. that's the biggest bench ever in the uk anyway any any um any age group so that's the that's the short-term goal i wanna I want to try and do that as a junior um, so six oh, ten
0: six, and you're six, at five ten, yeah right. I think you're I think you're gonna do it <laughs> i
1: think that's Easily attainable for sure. I mean, the next, you know, the next short term goal is bench 600 pounds in comp. Um, but then it will be, you know, adding another 10 pounds to that. Yes. Um, long term, I want to try and bring the UK numbers up in the world for raw benching. So, you know, like I say, at the moment it's 275. I want to, I want to be bringing that closer to the 300 mark because. I seen a table the other day where it said UK raw benching it was 17th in the world in terms of countries. Um, I think to get in the top six countries, yeah, it's like 305 kilo. Okay. You know, six what? Six seventy five. So I want to try and get the UK, you know, into the top, you know, top five in the world on the oh. raw bench list. That, that's long term, you know, in a decade kind of thing goal.
0: Yeah um again all things
1: i think you're built to do this
0: um and your goals are realistic especially for how far you've come in just the 6 years you've been lifting weights period you know yeah. it's not like you've lifted and then you've been competing for 6 you've only been lifting weights from 16 to 22 so i think that is that is monumentally impressive um so you have competed You've competed. Uh, how many How many times have you been at competition?
1: Um, the competition on Sunday was my fourth. Fourth. Okay. So you're you're just getting started. You're you're just scratching the surface right now. Yeah, like I mean, my first comp was less than two years
0: ago. That's awesome. Yeah, you've made some strides in the short in the uh, short time you've been competing. Um, in your competitive, your very short competitive history. Uh, I guess because it's so brand new, we'll just include your entire lifting career so far. What has been one of your favorite memories?
1: Favorite memories? It's got to be the Sunday just gone, benching 585, 265. You know what I mean? It was, you know, a 12-week prep. It was a hard prep. I was fatigued the whole time until the last two weeks when we dropped it. And, you know, I was doubting myself on the day. Um, I went there, warm-ups didn't move how I wanted. Um, you know, my body didn't feel the best. But, you know, to get it to get it done was probably, yeah, the best moment in my lifting career so far. Just because, you know, it's the most, most weight I've ever lifted, the only time I've ever had that weight in my hands was with a slingshot. You know, I've never done it raw, so yeah, it's got to be this past Sunday gone. That's awesome. I, I can attest
0: that the my biggest lift is probably my favorite memory uh just cuz it's the biggest one the one i care about the most um so you're competitively you're raw uh do you do you delve i mean you said you train the, the lower body or are you looking to compete uh say
1: in full power um it's a possibility yeah once the bench goals are out of the way okay you know if i take the all time uk record As a junior, I can kind of feel like I can sit back, you know, maybe for six months or a year and just do a full power comp. And you know, I still I train squats every week. Um, uh, Deadlifts—they're not my favorite, but you know, we do speed pulls and stuff every now and then. Okay. Um, You know, but yeah, it's possibly once once some bench goals are out the way that I wanna that I wanna get through. Yeah, definitely do it. Do you
0: feel as though lower body training? Because I have an opinion on this as well, but Uh, do you have an opinion that uh, how is lower body training important for your bench development
1: yeah i feel just mainly in terms of stabilization bigger bigger legs more stable is how i feel okay um you know obviously leg drive as well but it's still something i'm trying to master
0: so yes but uh yeah i um I just kind of got back in a lower body myself. Uh, I trained it for years. When I stopped squatting, my bench went up because I was taking the stress away from the shoulders. with the, I'm talking straight bar, obviously. Um, so if I do any lower body training, I don't know if you do anything similar. It's a uh, safety squat bar, came, pretty much any bar besides a straight bar
1: yeah we're we're the same it's um you know safety squat bar cambridge bar spider bar um bow bar anything that takes it off my elbows and shoulders
0: awesome <laughs> i I myself uh, I'm trying to look at doing a full power meet maybe in a year a year and a half, but I'm slowly getting back into it and straight bar is a big no no uh because I still have to compete in the bench so yeah yeah. yeah. Okay, I wanted to know if you thought that was important. I remember watching a guy on Instagram some time ago who could beltless and bare knees squat 700 pounds, just ass to the floor. And I was like, gee, oh, God damn, that guy is way stronger than I am. And I'm saying this very lightly because I don't want to undermine anybody's accomplishments, but he was only benching 500 at that time with that incredible lower body strength so i looked at what i was doing and i'm like well if he can do that i I was doing all those squats my bench wasn't going up so i said "Ah, screw that i ditched lower body completely for about the past two or three years and uh with great success but i am getting back into it very slow um who are some individuals that you look up to in the sport of powerlifting
1: okay so From early days, I always just, it was one of them of Googling or YouTubing who's, you know, who's the best bencher, you know, and the results that would come up at the time were Kirill, Mm -hmm. um, Eric Spoto, I mean, obviously now there's Julius Maddox, um, but at the time when I was first getting into benching, I was watching a lot of Spoto, um, a lot of Kirill Sarajev, around the time they were getting the records, so there are always people that I've looked up to and watched. Um, around me at the moment, um, you know, probably my coach, you know, to be honest. I mean, he's always, anything I ask, you know, he's got the answer. Um, you know, we all, he's always got me training the right way. And he's just, it's just the knowledge that he has, I think. It's, um, whenever I ask a question, it's, it's always, answer's always there. And if I come in, every day he asks me, how's things feeling? And it's you know something's off you know a peck's niggling or whatever it's all right we'll change today from benching to your chest to benching to boards and you know it's just a little things like that that make me look up to him in the way of thinking you know he knows what he's doing I got confidence in him. Awesome. Um, so yeah, that's it for me. <laughs> I've
0: I've only of those you've mentioned I have not met the man I've I've been in the same room with Julius Maddox. Uh, Back at the 2020 Arnold, the one that was partially canceled, but the other half was allowed to still happen. Very strange. Uh, But me, Ryan Canelli, and Tiny Meeker were all at the XPC finals uh, that Dan Daig was hosting, and Julius was there. Um, I didn't approach him because he was competing, and uh, I did not want to get in in that man's way uh, at all. So. But uh, yeah, no, Spoto I've spoken to a couple times, very briefly. Um, I myself, on the other side of the sport, was a big uh, Ryan Canelli, uh, Scott mendelson Gene Richlack fan, obviously on the equipped side of the sport. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, what those guys have done, uh, Kirill and, and Spoto
1: and Julius is, is
0: absolutely phenomenal. I mean,
1: obviously, I'm on the raw side, but I do respect all equipped lifters just for the fact of having that weight in your hands you know and I mean especially i mean especially yourself you know uncharted territory like you say mm-hmm. um, eleven twenty and I mean you know I'm sure twelve hundred's coming soon You know, <laughs> at the right time.
0: I would like to yeah I'm trying to work on a few things um that's gonna be quite a a difficult challenge and i i, don't really, I, don't really, I respect is mutual um from me to, to Raw, I don't get a lot of uh, big Raw guys that will say, I respect the equipped. That's very rare over here, anyway. Um, the Raw crowd tends to not like us very much, but it, I don't know. We're, we're all lifting weights, in my opinion, so what's it matter?
1: <laughs> you
0: know what I mean? Yeah. How can you not respect- yep. um, let's see here. So in your, 60, in your very brief time with lifting weights, um, not even competitively speaking, but what is the biggest obstacle that
1: you've had to overcome in your sport so far? Um, a back injury. Back in February 2019. This was a time when I was, I was deadlifting. This is kind of what put me off deadlifts ever since. Um, no, my own fault um I'd maxed out my deadlift I pulled 600 pounds the week before um gone back in, and I thought you know I'll just I think my my plan was to pull 220 for as many reps as I could you know 485 um and I think it was on the fifth or sixth rep I just heard a pop in my back um anyway I thought nothing of it carried on when I I remember going to sleep because I was working a night shift and um woke up and I couldn't get out of bed. You know, back was in the lower back's in the most pain I have ever felt and you know, it took me it took me good best part of a year to get through that injury. It was um you know, when I went to physio and stuff, they said most likely a torn ligament um in my lower back. Mm. You know, it was never it was never confirmed, but that's what that's what physio um reckons it was and you know, it was just it was just a factor trying to rehab it. Um lower back work core work um you know it still flares up every now and then but that was probably the most difficult thing to get through just because i couldn't deadlift i couldn't squat you know this is kind of also what got my bench up A bench was the only thing i could semi comfortably do
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know it was still it was still there but i could semi do it
0: so did you did you mend this pretty much on your own or was it by the recommendation of
1: of the, the doctor that you went to yeah, literally, the only, the only thing I did was go, go to physio and, um, you know, just get soft tissue work on it every week. Okay. And, and then in the gym, just do core work, lower back work, just to try and strengthen up the area. Did you did you do the old Louis Simmons uh, reverse hyper,
0: like 25,000 reps a week or some shit?
1: <laughs> I didn't actually have access to a reverse hyper at the time. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, was just in, I was just in the bodybuilding gym I was talking to you about earlier. And there's no reverse hyper, and it was just, it was just back extensions. Yeah,
0: it's, uh, I, I hear I hear reverse hyper more often than you would think uh, from the, my my crew or uh, people in the gym. Uh, we have uh, we have one. It's a combo. It's it's three pieces in one. It's a glute ham raise reverse hyper, and a, you can slide a pad in there to make it a seal row. And and I I've you know maybe just my size my my as big as my stomach Scott or something but that's one of the most uncomfortable um, (laughs) exercises I've ever done so I don't do it very often I was just wondered if that was part of your you know what Louis's miraculous uh, self rehab was him doing reverse hypers all the time so
1: I've, I've done it I've done it you know a few times just on a lower session for warm up or after squats but. Never was let's use this to rehab and
0: yeah, same. You know, I've never I've, I've not used it, uh, pretty much, period, except for trying it and going, Yeah, I don't like that. That sucks. And, uh, moving on, a lot of people don't agree with me, but it's my personal opinion. Um, <clears throat> so what's uh, what's one thing that powerlifting has done for you that you say
1: didn't expect? Um, I'd say improvement or managing to cope with mental health and i think a lot of people can relate to that as well mm-hmm. um, where like i say earlier i find something i like i have to do it and it keeps my mind in the right place keeps my mind straight and you know i've had a lot of issues with mental health in the past you know depression anxiety you know a lot of people have uh, same, same here yes you know we've all got we've all got our own story but I think it's definitely, you know, I'm glad I found it because without it, I don't really know where I'd be going now, what I'd be doing. You know, it's the biggest, the biggest and best coping mechanism I've ever found. You know, you have a yes. you have a bad day, you can just go to the gym, you know, weights, weights don't change. People in the gym don't change. Just, you know, you can let it out. You know what I mean? Yes. Gets you otherwise you're sitting there staring at four walls in the house, you know what I mean? And um, yeah, for me, what I didn't expect, yeah, was it to help my mental health?
0: But, awesome, yeah, so yeah, yep. mental health is something that a lot of people don't like to speak of, um, which I doesn't make any sense because it's very, very important, like you mentioned. Uh, I found weights again, I actually left the sport for a couple of years, and when I was in the Marine Corps. That was uh, beyond mentally challenging. I mean the physical aspect, whatever. i'm I'm a physical person, but uh, I had to find something else besides Marine Corps. and that and I picked up the weights again, and that gave me an out besides just Marine Corps. So hundred that's a that's an excellent way to look at it. Absolutely mental health. I mean the weights never change, like you said. Uh, the weights are always going to be there for you. People come and go from time to time, but the weights will always be there for you. Uh, 500 pounds is 500 pounds, no matter who you are. Yeah. Yep. Um, if you could uh, approach any power lifter, whether that's past, present time, and ask them advice, uh, who would it be?
1: And what what would you ask them? Um you know, I think on a lot of people's list as well, probably just speak to Louis Simmons, to be honest. There you go. <laughs> um, you know, just speak about his training principles, just because at the time they were out, it was so different. Um, you know, what he was coming out with obviously changed how people were training. Yes, It us. Um, does. And, uh, yeah, I'd just speak to him and I'd just, you know, pull out as much as I could from him about, about benching to be honest you know yes but, uh, just in and out, in and out it's everything you know just pick his brain um yeah. what it, you know what to do for you know what to do for certain situations um how do you program different people you know mm-hmm. just be good to hear
0: what are you are you gonna ever plan to make a trip
1: uh to the u.s or have you already um I haven't and I haven't actually I haven't planned on it to be honest um I don't see why not in the future um you know I think it'd be really good to do to do a powerlifting meet in the U.S. of some sort though Mm -hmm. you know I'd make a, make a trip of it make it a couple weeks kind of thing and go around meet as many people as I could.
0: I highly recommend if you do uh making the trip to the state of Ohio which is where I'm from uh I, I I think Ohio has been referred to as the the heart, the heartbeat of the powerlifting community, because one, Ohio kind of looks like a heart, but it's also where you've got Louie with Westside, You've got Dave Tate with Lead FTS, um, the doghouse, and Extreme, Laura Phelps and her gym in Cincinnati. Like it's it's such a collection of all these strong gyms and places that have put out so many so much knowledge and strong athletes. Um it's an ugly state, like fuck Ohio. But I I love it to death. But Jesus Christ, uh it's, it's not a pretty place to live, but it's I, I recommend that if you if you're into powerlifting and want to
1: visit. There you go. And we're
0: actually making a move back back to the state. Uh pro- we're in Virginia right now, and uh we're gonna make a make a drive to the state probably in a year or so so if you ever make that make it over we'll uh we'll hook up we'll uh we'll get a lift in um so uh that's the that's the questions that i have anyway that's written down i want to move on to the second and third part of the interview um so real quick before we get into questions from the internet i want to ask you do you have anything you you would like to ask me before we move on
1: yeah, biggest question. Um, obviously, benching in 1120. no one's ever done it before. You know, a single ply as well. Um, how do you go about training for more? How do you go about training for bigger numbers when it hasn't been done? There's nothing. What is the to follow? Or how are you, you know, how are you coming up with what to do next? I don't dwell on
0: numbers for very very long i mean don't take it the wrong way the 1120 that i accomplished that was in june so it's been a few months (laughs) um i did it and i enjoyed it immensely for this was a little bit longer than normal normally i'm over i'm over it like a week and I'm, i'm looking for the next best thing but this one lasted probably three to four probably about a month um so by the mid-July, I was already like, all right, I'm sick and tired of that number. What's next? Um, and the fact that anything above that hasn't been done yet doesn't really bother me. Um, you know, during right before I walk up for that lift, uh, I had that in my head, like, this has never been done successfully, but I had to, like, kind of damper that down so I could focus on the lift itself. Um, but basically, I just keep doing what I've always done, and just try to handle more and more weight in the gym on a consistent basis. Uh, training for the next meet, I actually got a meet at the end of November. Uh, me and a training partner, Amber Hansen, are both going to an IPA meet in Pennsylvania, uh, just north of here. Uh, and just co- it's a it's it's a fact of constantly adapting. That's how I'll I'll say it. it's. You know, if I had to train for 1120, I had to have kind of how you said, how you always have a minimum of 500 pounds in your hands sure. uh, to train for your big lifts. So my minimum weight is say like, because that was my opener at 1120. I didn't try anything below that. I opened at 1120, missed it for some reason. They wouldn't give me a rat call, And I had to go out there and do it again so that was my my opener so that's my minimum working weight so if my next competition is say 1150 or 1170 whatever it is for an opener then I have to handle those weights at a minimum uh, on top of weights above that on a consistent basis uh, which is really hard to do which is where the sleep uh my CPAP machine constantly eating the high calorie intake that's where all that comes into play. So it's just this constant adaptation and uh put my body through fucking hell. Um easiest way to describe it basically. It's worth it in the end though, the hell. Oh no it is. I and I always tell my guys, you know, my 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 training is horrific. Like the work capacity, the amount of stuff that I do in the gym is through the roof uh, day in and day out, week out. Then when I get to the competition, that's kind of easy. You know, I do more work in the gym and you can ask anybody I train with on Saturdays, which is our bench day. Uh, you know, uh, the, the convulsions, which are not seizures. I keep everybody keeps telling me they're seizures. They're not seizures. It's just involuntary muscular spasms, uh, puking in the trash cans. Just the ha- it happens almost weekly. When I get to the meat, it's like I, I do less work at a meat than I do in the gym any given day. So
1: it's 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 tough, but it is thousand percent worth it. You're right. Yeah, no, we, we do the same. Well, I mean, on a smaller level, you know, less well, weight we all things considered, you're doing raw. It's it's it's
0: you're not you're not doing a little bit of weight. That's a monstrous bench you have.
1: Like I say, it's um the fatigue from at two, uh, two weeks out was just so high. I remember doing um I remember I doubled two fifty, which is five fifty pounds, um, mm-hmm. two weeks out. And um, you know, I felt I felt I could've tripled it, but you know, we just racked it for, you know, reason of recovery. Um anyway, it's still it still did my CNS in, as I found out the next week. I was meant to take my opener in the gym. Two thirty five, which is five five twenty, 520, five twenty five. Um yeah, it wasn't happening. I did two twenty, which four eighty five felt horrible, and then all I could do was just drop the fatigue for the week. You know, yeah. just taper down the train and then drop the fatigue and hope to go in, hope to go in rested. And I mean, it worked. You know, on the day, it, it all worked out.
0: I think it. It sounds like you you peaked at the right time. If uh, I see people training for a meet, then they're say two to three weeks out, and the weights are just flying up like even even like PR weights are just flying. I'm like, ah, shit. I think that person is peaking now. And then in two or three weeks, their lifts are going to be significantly lower because they already peaked two weeks prior. Um, So you saying that the weights were moving a little slow, you know, two or three weeks before. That sounds, that actually sounds good to me in terms of uh, say like how you prepared for it. And then obviously, most you've ever benched on meat day where it counts um so i think that's it's perfect just,
1: it's just the mental thing of weights not moving well that's <laughs> yeah. the only thing oh no I yeah
0: over. i i had a similar yeah yesterday for me was uh, weights moved okay it, it's it's different but like i said it equipped but I, I was taking basically my approximate opener for this meet my goal is to touch a one board which is inch and a quarter Thick or so and uh couldn't touch uh two attempts on that on that goddamn board they moved good but i'm still not accomplishing what i want to accomplish um as far as like touching and proper heights but well we'll see we'll just have to see how it works out on uh at the end of november but uh, so yeah no that's 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 a great
1: question do you have anything else before i get to the internet questions? Yeah, I think um the only other question I have is um prelift anxiety. Do you get pre-lift anxiety? And if so, how do you deal with it? So yes, I
0: it's that's a that's an ex that's a damn good question. I'm gonna write that down. That's an excellent question. Uh yes, so I used to get it really, really bad, like horribly bad. Uh when I was younger now that I'm now that I'm 31 so but between the ages of 18 when I started competing and 23 24 the anxiety was always horrific um but I've really learned to learn skill to just chill uh relax um, that basically comes from you know I I tell myself the days leading up to, I don't even really try to think about the competition until I'm literally there. Even the drive up, I'm a very in in I'm a very in the moment kind of person. I don't worry about the past, present, or <laughs> past or future. I worry about what's going on right now in the moment. Um, if we're packing our stuff to go to a meet, I'm just worried about okay, where's my deodorant? Where's all my shit? When we get in the car, I'm worried about. I live in Virginia, so I gotta be very very careful on the roads. Uh, just driving, just enjoying the view, just you know, whatever, talking to Katie, my wife. Um, I, I worry about the meet when I'm physically there. If it's a two-day meet and I'm there for friends on the first day that are lightweight, I'm not worried at all. I'm worried about them. <clears throat> when it's my time to go, that's when I worry about it. But I tell myself, you're with the same people you lift with every single week. You're lifting weights like you do every single week. You're doing the same weights. You're doing the same thing in the same shirt. You know, you're in a different spot. I try to just remember that I I do this shit every single weekend. More weight, same weight. Um, I do way harder things in the gym than I'll ever do in a competition, you know, as far as work capacity, uh, like we talked about. And I just try to have fun. We like to have fun in the gym. We're always uh, just cracking jokes, making, just laughing and just whatever it is. It's a really chill environment. It's not like a West side environment where it's just like, you're, you're, you're ready to fight somebody any given day. Um, so we, we mimic that at the competition. I actually tell everybody like, hey, act normal, please. Like, don't try yeah. to like, don't try to talk to me all serious. Come on, buddy. You got that, like, you Anything we do in the gym, we bring to the competition. Um, we don't change anything. So um, I don't want somebody in my ear. Tell me all this motivational shit. Uh, you know, you got this, bro. None of that crap. It's like, you, do you talk to me like that in the gym? No. Talk to me normal. Tell me a fart joke. Or, you know, just make, make me laugh. You Like we always do. And that really helps me calm down. I bring. And I
1: will keep it the same.
0: Yes, that's exactly. I don't change. A thing. Now, when I'm walking up to the bench, you know that's where I can't really help it. I'm human. Uh, see the judges. You know, in some cases, like at this one we're going to in Pennsylvania, we're actually up on a stage in an auditorium. There's lots of people around. Um, I might get nervous about it, thinking about it right now. Um, but then it just comes down to repetition, repetition. I lay down on the bench the exact same way I do in the gym. I grab the bar the same way. I arch the same way Do all my little rituals that I do every single week that I've done for years on end to make it as similar and as familiar as possible. And that's really helped my anxiety go down.
1: That's very long and elaborate. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting better with it. I think, I mean, I used to really bad pre-lift anxiety, I remember when I was coming for the, the 2.47, 5.45 for the first time, for the biggest junior bench, I remember 12 weeks out, I'd sit and eat food and it would just come into my head, in 12 weeks I need to bench this, and I'd, be, and I'd be sick with anxiety for the rest of the day. And it'd go on for 12 weeks and, you know, it'd come to a point where I'd go days without eating because I was just oh, so wow. anxious I could not be sick, you know what I mean? Um, I'm getting better with it now, you know, but it's just the confidence in the training, I think. Like I say, holding that weight every week and doing the same thing every week, you know, warm ups on the day, the same yes. as you would in the gym. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yep. That's, I don't literally any training video I post will look eerily similar to how I do it in the competition. Besides, say, I'll spend an extra couple of seconds sitting on the edge of the bench, kind of like collecting my thoughts. I actually run the lift in my head one time feeling the weight in my hands, touching the guy screaming press behind me, me locking it out. And ra- I run that through my head. And the last thing I see before I lay down is me successfully pressing this weight. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I give myself a head nod, like, yep, there it is. And I lay back and try to mimic that performance up here. Um, it's, it came with age. I uh, when I was 19, 20, when I was first getting into the 700 pound range and bench, you know, being that young, being around the older guys, I'd get like, you know, take hits of ammonia, get smacked in the face and we're screaming and we're wasting so much energy uh, on the, on the, I guess we'll call it the visual effect. And that would wear me out before I laid down the bench. So I had to learn to take all that outward aggression and just kind of keep it in here and direct it in a different manner that's that's really helped as well so uh, i'm not i'm not i'm not about the theatrics anymore it's kind of what i'm getting at and i just want to lift heavy weight uh do you have anything else for me before i get to the questions that's it i think awesome buddy so again guys if you're i'm sure you would all tuned in the entire episode but we are talking with Sam, he's from the UK, benching 585 raw, competitively raw at 22 years old. Incredible bench presser at a young age. I'm going to pull some questions off the internet for you. Uh, From my Instagram, people were asking you a bunch of questions here. So first I have, uh, I think you already touched bases on this. Um, You don't have to elaborate too much if you don't want to. Uh, He asks, what kind of injuries have you had to overcome? And do you still have anything that's that's nagging?
1: Um, so obviously that was the main one I talked about my lower back. Um, in terms of injuries from benching, yeah, it's, I've had elbows, elbow tendons and my pec minor, both on my right side. Um, I remember trying to take 260 in the gym, which is 570 five something, I think. Um in the gym, this was just before I met my coach, and failing it, and all the weight coming down on my right side um and it all come down on my long head tendon basically that attaches to my elbow and oh. it was eight eight weeks eight weeks i could I could barely bend my elbow and you know barely train um but you know we just had to train around it, train smart um it was just shit loads of band pushdowns and all that kind of stuff. All the stuff I'm doing all the stuff I could do, you know, rear delts, back, all of that. Mm. Um, keeping bench to a minimum, just doing what we can do. You know, board presses as well, because that took that took a bit of strain off it. It was in the bottom, it was really bad. Sure. Um, <clears throat> um other injuries. Yeah, like I say, my pet minor. Um I think just with how explosive I am off my chest, I've had it tweak a couple times. Just you know, no, no particular reason that I know of that I can see after watching the video. Um, you know, maybe just a dehydration issue, training early in the morning, not getting enough water in. You know, um, uh, but yeah, it's one of them where, again, we just back it off for a few weeks, let it heal, do what we need to do, just get the blood in there as much as possible. And it's never, never had an injury too bad. It's you know, a couple of weeks um, for that, eight weeks from um, from my elbow. Yeah, that's it in terms of bench injuries.
0: Okay, awesome. So not, nothing that's really nagging you to this day. It's all pretty much in the past. Yeah. Fantastic, awesome. So next we have <clears throat> interesting one because I didn't actually think of this myself. Uh, we have, it's one of the bad things about the sport. We have a metric shitload of federations over here in the States. Um, so on the other side of the pond, uh, what kind of, what federations
1: do you have over there? Um, so there's the main few that people compete in, um, untested lifters, GPC, uh, BPU, BPF, um, so that's global powerlifting committee, um, British powerlifting union, um, British powerlifting committee, I believe, um, British powerlifting federation, sorry. Um, and then tested lifters are normally just what's called ABPU, which is just the tested version of the same federations. Okay. Um, and obviously IPF, the tested lifters. Um, there's a few other smaller ones as well. West Midlands Powerlifting, like, like I said to you, I'm from an um, area of West Midlands. You know, there's a few smaller ones like that, that um, which do local competitions. But all in all, there is just a main three or four that people competing over here. Okay,
0: um, I know a, a gal. I can't pronounce her last name. Her name's Emma. Uh, okay. Starts with a Y. She helps run uh, oh, the, the
1: WPC. Oh yeah, WPC.
0: Yeah. Are you familiar? Okay, I was. I wanted to. I wanted to see if that was familiar to you. Yeah. So BPU is part of WPC. That's okay. That might. That must be the connection right there. Okay. Cool. Yeah. She just got a. Her and her husband just did some big equip benches over there not too long ago. She did a 550. Did. Yeah. There, yep. And he did a thousand something. Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. cool. Both um, of them band shirts, I believe. Yeah, we. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we are. Then there might have been a poly shirt, actually. I can't remember now. I
0: know. I know. He, I know they, who, were, they were. They were band shirts. I, oh,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we're very divided over here when it comes to those things. Uh, I I, I coined the term, and a lot of people hate me for it, but I coined the term rubber shirts. And a lot of people don't like that, but I'm like, well, where does rap get its elasticity from? Interwoven rubber, (laughs) but, or some people call them boing, boing shirts. But uh, so you got those who are fans of them and those who are not fans of them. So let's see here uh let's see okay do you do you lift with a specific crew or do you kind of just get handoffs from whoever's in the gym at that time
1: yeah saturdays is a specific crew that's my heavy bench day awesome um, me
0: too
1: yeah okay. um bench with my coach and normally a couple others as well
0: okay so um, you, you do have an established crew you lift with
1: yeah yeah and um, yeah I mean it, it works well, you know we all have you know we all have the same goals every week we all know what we're doing, you know, like I say, my coach is equipped you know we we know how he needs his handouts, you know that's that's how we get it to work, everyone knows how everyone needs their lifts handed out i think it it works better rather than just asking you know random people for handouts and potentially not giving you how you need it or no it can be especially especially when it's a lot of weight.
0: Well, yeah. If you're if you're pushing almost 600 raw, you you need to have that bar put where you need it. Um, that's that's good to hear because I've had to deal with a gym in Virginia when I first moved to the state, where there there was no such thing as crews. Uh, you know, there was there was no Wednesday bench or Saturday squat. It was just random people in the gym doing their own shit. So for me to have a three-man handoff for a big equipped bench, it was like, uh, let's, he doesn't look like he's too busy. Uh, go grab that guy over there. I had to usually walk to the front desk to pull some workers away from their computers to come help. It was a Royal, uh, pain in the ass, but, uh, so awesome. Yeah. You have to have at your level, uh, you have to have that. You have to have a crew. That's awesome. Um, this person asked, uh, "I looked at your page, and it, it's all bench. Are you a bench-only guy?" And again, he kind of touched on that. Um, you, you do train the other lifts in the gym?
1: Um, yeah, squat once a week. Um, do some uh, do some speed pulls, deadlifts every now and then. Um, I'm not going to say every week because it's not, but you know, when we feel like it, after squats. Um, yeah, yeah, squat really just I squat religiously every week. Um and yeah, like I said earlier, I'll uh, once some bench goals are out the way, I'll look at a full power meet potentially. Awesome, and that would you do? You do raw full power? Yeah, yeah, raw probably, probably in sleeves as well,
0: rather than wraps. Okay, awesome. So there you go. So he does train the other two uh, deadlift once in a while, squat once a week at least. There you go. He does he does work the other lifts. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, so we'll we'll talk bench then for this next one. Um, what accessory work do you do, uh, and how many times a week do you train the bench?
1: Okay, so bench is trained twice a week, um, one volume, one heavy day. Um, accessories are always come after bench, so back work and arm work will always be thrown in after after bench on both days. <laughs> Um, but also on my shoulder day as well, we'll throw in some back or arm work. Mm-hmm. Normally, normally less arm work because it's a couple of days before my heavy day. So we normally like to let my triceps rest. Um, but, yeah, back work, you know, when I've counted it up before, it can be you know, 30, 40 sets of rows a week. And rear delts can be 500, 600 reps a week at maximum. Um, you know, so sets of twenty-five on rear delts a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because they're stabilizing muscles. Get the light workings, big squeezes. But, you know, we go between the two. We go anywhere from sets of eight, sets of twenty-five, and back works the same. Heavy to light different rows, different um, different angles on rows. Um, you know, pull downs as well. If there's thirty to forty sets of rows, there'd be ten sets of pull downs in there as well. Um. Awesome. I another to... thing we do is Go Go no, I was just going to say, another thing we do is um, winning warm ups as well.
0: So, oh, that's um, I, I've I should know this, I don't. I know Matt Wedding, yeah. What, what specifically so, is a winning warm up?
1: So, winning warm ups basically four sets of 25, four different exercises before you even get to your main training. So normally you hit, normally you hit like three weaknesses and a strength. So weaknesses being triceps, rear delts, and back. Four sets of twenty-five, real light, just get them all activated. And then a strength would be, you know, my pecs. We know we might just do some four sets of twenty-five on dumbbell presses. But we're doing that and switching it, varying it, before every session. And by the end of the week, you end up doing an extra, you know, thousand six hundred reps of work every week which you know doing it doing it, you know set to 25 light like work you know it's just building stabilizers every all them small muscles that you're trying to hit that's uh, that's the idea behind it that's awesome that's on, I, that's, on, that's on top of all the other work
0: yeah that's your your work your workload your your weekly work capacity is through the roof um which is i do similar things. I'll add back in. I have one designated upper back day uh, that I I primarily train like a bodybuilder, which a lot of people don't know besides say like heavy squat, heavy bench. That's pure for strength. For my other lower body day or my back day is very, very bodybuilder oriented. Um, But I will throw back in at the end of a bench or the end of a squat just to add more volume on the back per week sure. um, stuff. like that. I wanted to branch off that question because if anybody has seen your Instagram, that you are one jacked dude, very, very big muscular development. I wanted to ask you how uh, important or how often you tra- You kind of touched on it. Uh, how often do you train your back and say like your shoulders? Uh, Cause you, you are, do you train lifts overhead at all?
1: Yeah. I do, I do a shoulder day every week as well. Yeah.
0: Okay. I was, yes. I'm not a proprietor on, I do shoulders a lot. I, I I use the analogy that shoulders are very important for benching. And this is, this is opinion-based as well, but, but that overhead pressing is not that, uh, and there are people, I mean, you're, you're a, you're a proprietor of that. You, you, you overhead press, you've got a massive bench, uh, over here, we've got like Jeremy Hornstra, you know, benching yeah. almost 700 pounds at 240 body weight, who was a really big on overhead pressing that would argue with me on that note. Um, but overhead pressing's always just hurt me and made my bench go nowhere. But I do a lot of rear delt, side delt, nothing to the front, cuts unnecessary. But
1: um, I think for me, thing. because um, I bench Pinky on the ring, you yeah. know real close, explosive. Um, I think that's why this overhead pressing works for me mm-hmm. personally, because I have more there is more shoulders in my bench than normal, you know, someone who goes index finger on the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, I find index finger on the ring, you're just 90% benching on your lats. There you go. I feel I'm more 70% benching on my lats and my shoulders come into it, you know, 10, 20%. So when you,
0: when you overhead press, do you take the same grip width on the bar you do on your bench?
1: Yeah. Okay. Pinky on the ring.
0: Pinky on the ring. I've, I've seen that too, that you want to, or when people do rows, they want to take the same grip width on the bar that, that when they bench. You do, you do that same thing like that too?
1: Except for when, as a variation, we do it wide grip as well, but mainly pinky on the ring, yeah.
0: Awesome awesome yeah yeah so that's for those listening hey back is extraordinarily important uh shoulders very important for bench uh do you do any uh direct i'll just one more branch off that last question but do you do any direct pec work which is also a very kind of a controversial topic when it comes to big benching
1: um in the off season yeah um in the off-season, yeah, we build just to build some, to build muscle on the pecs. Um, you know, floor presses, um, a lot of dumbbell work, incline bench as well we will hit that hard. Um,
0: uh, do you do flies and cable things like this? Do you do uh, crossovers? No,
1: um, I, haven't, I haven't done that for a year or so, I'd say. Okay. Um, I, don't, I don't see much need. Like I say, it's dumbbell presses, floor presses, incline. You, but, you stick
0: you stick to your compound uh, power movements, basically.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, we do so much on volume days. Sometimes that that is enough for pec growth as well. You know, sometimes you know it can be you know five sets of eight with bands or something on a volume day, God, and you man. know pecs and triceps are screaming by the end.
0: Yeah, my uh my buddy Ralph Young, who was an IPF uh, bench press legend quite a few years back said that if you do enough pressing you don't need a lot of accessory movements so he was big on doing the flat bench dumbbell bench incline bench you know a pattern here a lot of benching movements not a lot of accessory work like flies and stuff became unnecessary at that point so that's awesome um There's always this big toss-up among people that, oh, pecs are important for bench. Oh, no, they're not. I don't think they necessarily are. If you have shoulders, triceps, and back, that's pretty much all you need. I do try to prioritize to make the triceps the strongest muscle. I don't want my pecs or shoulders to overpower my triceps. Um, I want my body to naturally rely on, say, my triceps and back to do the majority of the work. Um, Makes sense. You start relying on the, now you've got a narrower grip too, so you don't have to worry quite as much, but when you do go a lot wider, raw, um, I think people rely on their pecs too much, and that's when they start ripping their pecs off the bone, so that's that's bad juju. Um, So the last question I have here, uh, he's asking kind of both of us, so I'll let you answer first, Um, he asks, what do you guys eat to gain that mass and strength?
1: um it's a good question um it can be anything and everything going there you go <laughs> yep <laughs> um in in the six like in the six years i've been training i've doubled my body weight um damn and that's just been that's just been through wanting to be bigger, not being comfortable it was not being comfortable in myself i've you know, I was so self-conscious and whatnot, and you know, the way I saw it was I needed to get bigger to make myself feel better. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the only way I knew to do that was well, let's train as hard as I can and eat as hard as I can. And so it's just been it's been six years of you know, I'd say 70 percent clean, 30% other food. Junk food maybe you can say, but um, yeah, it's eating every two hours. Um me I focus on carbs I know a lot of people focus on protein but I actually focus on carbs mm. um you know it's still I say that I still get 300 gram 400 gram of protein in a day That's a lot. Um, yeah. yeah it's it's you know staying up late and eating that extra meal that does it or just getting that getting an extra shaking with a meal or you know just little ways of little ways of adding extra calories high calorie foods you know, the peanut butters, olive oil, things like that, get the good fats in as well. Awesome. I, think, I think that's um that's the main thing. You know, high high calorie, If you're struggling to put on weight, I always said add an extra thousand calories a day. You can't go wrong. Yep. Uh, I, just find five calorie foods that are easy to eat.
0: Yeah, I I kinda I'm I'm a little or similar. I, I like how similar we are, but I'm the opposite on your percentages. I think I'm 70%. Uh, shit food and 30% clean. Um, I'm I'm being totally honest with myself and everybody that's listening. Um, I stopped paying attention to protein intake and started working on calories. Um, I use Weight Gainer because I just can't afford to eat as as, as much as I would want to. Um, The Weight Gainer I'm using at this time is giving me an extra 2,025 a day which is a lot for me. Um, I think being in a caloric deficit is one of the worst things in the sport. Uh, I eat a lot of fast food, shitload of weight gainer, a lot of water. So you take a lot of protein, I eat a lot more water. Um, but that's, yeah, I think that's awesome. So yeah, he eats clean. I, he's worried about calories and carbs. Still gets a lot of protein in per day. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that the calories and carbs... I mean, for me, it's made, I've always paid attention to protein, 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 you know, 1.3 grams per pound of body weight to gain. And I never got anywhere. I said, I ditched the mathematics and started eating a lot of calories and my body weight jacked up and I'm stronger than ever. So that's the last question I had pulled off the internet for you, Sam. I wanted to uh, let you, if you have anything you want to leave with the audience, uh, one last thing you want to say before we wrap this
1: thing up um yeah you know just thanks for having me on thanks everyone for listening and keep supporting and um i you know, appreciate the questions appreciate the time people are taking to put in the questions and um, have a look at my profile yeah it's grateful to be here
0: yeah and sam we're very uh, grateful to have you on here again people this is sam grozdig he's from the uk 22 years old benching damn near 600 pounds raw in competition. I think he's got one of the brightest futures in the sport uh, that you possibly could. Uh, Sam, I want to thank you for being on here. Uh, thank you for your time. I know your time zone is a little different. We had to work out the times uh, so we could appropriately get you on here. Um, again, guys, go check out his Instagram. Uh, give him a follow. Pay attention to him. I think he's going to make waves in the near future. He already has made waves. Uh, we got more bigger Tidal waves coming from this young man. So, Sam, again, thank you very much. I want you to have a good rest of your weekend and a good week coming up. Thanks for having me on. All right, you take care. Thank 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 you.